thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I'm Dana. And last episode had such good content. So good. Like that interview in real time was actually almost an hour and a half long. Yeah, we need a part two. So roll it. (laughs) (laughs) What was your biggest worry about becoming dads? Like we have tons as moms or like my husband as a first time dad. What was like your biggest worry going into that before you had Oliver? Oh yeah, it's funny to think about because it's definitely so different after having like um my worry for having a second kid would be so different than my worry from before having a kid. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was terrified of SIDS. Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. Not to bring this as a downer, but um constantly in my mind. Like I was watching him the entire first night that he was sleeping outside of the hospital. It's like, did he stop breathing? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely my biggest worry that didn't go away. And now it's mostly gone away. But because um, he can roll over and he's happy and doesn't sleep with blankets or anything. But um, yeah, that was definitely my biggest worry. Yeah. Totally echoing what Phil said. Um, if God, the worry for a second child is 100% going to be different than how before Oliver. I think my worry was what if the baby was taken back? Um, what if things didn't work out? That was like before Oliver, after Oliver was adopted and everything. I, I think what I went through um, was really difficult. I was, so I was home for four months, actually. I got really lucky. Awesome. Um, the school breaks and everything made it. So it was a longer time off mm. and I was very lucky. Phil had to go back after a month, which his job was awesome about it too. So when I was home alone with Oliver all the time and Phil was at work, I started feeling like kind of depressed. And then I started at night when Phil got home, I almost like handed Oliver off and like, didn't feel bad about it. And then I started feeling bad. Like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. Like it's my kid and we've always wanted adoption and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like moms like go through this postpartum thing. And I think I went through my own and I don't want to take that away from, you know, women that go through like true postpartum, but the doctor even asked me like, are you experiencing X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, actually I, I am. And the hardest part was I think one day I was so upset and like, I was like really upset and feels like you just need like a break. Like you need to go get a sonic slush. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Um, and you need to like, just chill. I'll take care of the baby tonight. I just felt like really alone. And like, that's something that so many people face, but I don't know how alone I felt. It just felt like, okay, I'm the only person feeling this way. I'm sure a lot of other moms have felt this way. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, probably that's such a unique perspective because I imagine other gay couples that have gone through the same thing, like someone has to go back to work and someone probably also has the same experience of having a longer, you know, time at home. And so wouldn't it be nice if we all just stayed at home and all, you know, kumbaya did everything, even Steven, but that's not always the case. That makes me feel better that like, that guys can also go through that well, same it's thing. Such a huge, it's such a huge change. Your entire life changes. Like you said at the very beginning, like that is your sole focal point. You wake up 
eat, breathe around that baby. So yeah. like, yeah, of course, of course it affects you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is a crazy perspective. Yeah, but it's super important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And such a big part of it is, at least just, just as the guy, if you're like solo parent, if you know that you have this eight hour stretch, you're the only person here, you're, you're like the soul that this baby depends on you every minute to be there. That like, it, that's like a crushing responsibility. That's something that I was not prepared for yeah. is that it's one thing to like, watch a baby oh my god when the other when like you know you like i could watch my nieces with yeah. my sister in the other room and it's like oh this is fine i can do this for a couple hours no problem no it's another thing when you have an eight hour stretch no one else is there you have to go to the bathroom the baby's crying <laughs> what, what there's do you a do? lot more weight to that right yeah. like there's yeah. a lot more like oh shit oh. this is it yeah, yeah. This is like so silly and i know you guys have definitely experienced this before if you're home alone with the baby but like you have to really go to the bathroom and you like don't want to put the baby in the crib like but you like put them on a towel on the floor like when you're going to the bathroom like <laughs> maybe you don't want to include this in your podcast um oh, true though. totally totally including it <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. give it's her a real. shaker put her on the floor <laughs> right yeah yeah like legit shaker deal. and i'm like oh my God, um, the, I'm definitely the worst parent in the world. Like I am the worst parent. And I was like, no other parent does this, I bet. And I, my friend called me, she lives in Spain and she has um, a two-year-old. And I, she's like, so what's been challenging? I'm like, oh my God, I had to go to the bathroom. She's like, oh, and you put a towel on the floor and put a shaker and blah, blah. I'm like, wait, how do you know? She's like, Josh, we've all done that before. <laughs> You're like, thank God. I was like, I feel validated. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was one time I needed to shower so badly. I like put him in the bassinet when he was like, I mean, weeks old, like he, you know, was so tiny and he was screaming. And I was like, dude, I have, I, I'm sorry. You're fine. I know you're fine. Yeah. And I kept telling myself that he's fine. He's fine. Like he's been fed. He has a clean butt. He's just pissed because he's four weeks old. I need to shower. I need to He's shower. fine. He's fine. Yeah. And like, I think that's sort of our main goal of this is like, as parents, like we've, it's, we've all done it. Yep. It's all happened. It's not new. It's not, you but know, you feel like you're the right. only one going through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not the case. No. I just feel like it's not talked about. Like, I wish I kind of knew that before. You're like, I, I've been feeling this way for weeks. And like one day, so I babysat a lot growing up. Um, like I've always enjoyed working with kids. Obviously I'm a teacher. Like I babysat since I've been like 13 as a mother's helper. Like I love that type of stuff. And I remember sitting with Oliver. It was like March. So it's been a few, quite a few months or whatever. Phil's at work still. I'm alone. And I'm like, all right, I've had a lot of like, it's been a long time of me just being at home alone with the baby. And it felt like, it sounds terrible. It felt like a long babysitting shift, mm -hmm. but I never got to like leave the baby. Like when paid. my money or get paid exactly. <laughs> but that even sounds worse. And I felt really bad about that. And then I'm like, I get fill the baby, but then I can still hear him crying. It's not like I go and drive home and get my, you know, Venmo, you know, right. whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, 
I still have, he's still here. And then, oh yeah, wait, I'm on duty. We split duty nights mm-hmm. for like, he's on duty. Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, like I'm responsible tonight too. Like, and it's like, it's crushing. It is crushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to like, okay, I've been with the baby all day today. I'm on duty tonight. You've got bedtime. Like, yep. I can hear her crying in the other room, but I am zoned out because I need to be for my own sanity like yeah it does kind of feel like sometimes you get like that glimmer of guilt but then it's like no it's okay it's okay to check out for a little bit yeah and to share the responsibilities yeah totally 100% I did not realize how many burp cloths bibs um everything under the sun sheets outfits that you go through I I really, truly do not mind doing laundry, man. Right now, if I see laundry, I see it right now. I'm a person that like puts it away and I'm like, good to go. I, I had a, like a basket sitting for two days and I sort of got, I was at work and I was like, that laundry basket's still there. Like <laughs> it, but like, and now I'm like starting not to care about that stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm it's like, so much. It's so overwhelming. But- it's never ending. So I'm like, whatever, never. the laundry basket can sit there and chill for a minute. I'm going to go to work and it will be done eventually. Yeah. And Phil and I have done a spectacular job. That's one thing I'll give us credit is like, you need to get this done. I'll do this. And we get it done and we go to bed and we're all hunky dory. Like, yeah. yeah, that's good. But yeah, yeah, it's isn't it crazy? I have learned, um, well, I was taught at a very young age to buy things secondhand, but I yes. like buy Wyatt only clothes at like once upon a child, Goodwill, garage sales, because there's been so many times where he's had a blowout and I'm like, throw it away. It I it was 50 cents. Like I don't even <laughs> it's not even worth my washing machine's effort. Toss it. Yeah. And like the people at daycare are like, <laughs> like no, I don't want it. <laughs> Bag that shit and throw it in. The, I can't. It's not it no. Not worth Phil, what was your biggest surprise? It was probably that um the crushing responsibility. Phil, the first month was so. I Phil's not an anxious person. Oh, what were you anxious yeah. about? That oh. was shocking. Oh, this is good. Okay, so um, I'm like a low anxiety person, especially compared to my husband. So um, like very chill. I sleep well. I like go to sleep well. I sleep through the night. It's great. Um, I don't think I have for most of my life. So chill, just you have some background context. Um, but after having Oliver, I would have night terrors about him being in the bed with us yes. and me smothering him. Yes, like rolling over and goes yes, over. yeah. Not not only that, but I would be in a dead sleep because I was like watching him all day and I'm like finally peace and quiet. And <laughs> Phil would be like legit sleep, like sleepwalking, but still in the bed and would shake me and be like, Oliver's in the bed. Oliver's in the bed. Oh We're crushing him. And I'm like, Phil, go to bed. He's like, Oliver's here. I hear him. I'm like, Oliver's sleeping in the other room. I literally see it on the monitor. And I like push, it's not me, but like I pushed Phil back down and I was like, go to bed. And he literally passed out. But for the first month, almost every other night, Phil would wake up in this like panic. And I'm like, go to bed. Like he's, he's fine. That was crazy. 
crazy. Like we we literally never fell asleep with him in our bed ever. But that was just my fear, and yeah, that, yeah. Um, that's a very real, real fear too. Yeah, yeah. I had that, but with our dogs, because our dogs sleep in our bed with us, and there were many of times where Mason would fall asleep on my chest in bed, and I, she was always on my chest, but I would wake up even when she wasn't in bed with us and go <gasps> and like move the dogs because I was scared that the dogs were laying on her. So been oh, there, well, totally. and they're big dogs, so that checks out. They are big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really great experience. Um, I think our biggest surprise is how fast kids grow. I'm sure you can agree. And I say this all the time. People always say, oh, it goes by so fast. And I remember before kids thinking like, my God, they're so dramatic. Jesus, yeah. like calm yeah. down. And the best and worst thing ever to have on your phone is time hopped because you're looking and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I'm like, Jimmy, look how squishy he was. Now he's like a little boy with like a buzz cut. He's yeah. like a big kid. And he had like all the rolls on his like legs and arms and big ass cheeks. And now he's just like a sassy two-year-old. Like yep. I like that he's obviously my child, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so crazy. It flies by so fast. It's a, it's a good feeling though. And it's like, you as a parent you want to know what they're going to be like one day as people that have adopted a child you don't know if they're going to pick up traits from uh you know birth parents that we nature versus nature nurture versus nature yeah. man i think about that every day um you don't know if they're going to be like these birth parents that we bear like we really don't know you know like yeah. so we don't know we yeah. have like a few pictures you know what i mean um or will they be like myself will they be like phil um, I think every parent feels that way. Like, what will they be like? What, what do you hope they'll be like? And you make up careers for them. I never thought I would do that. Be like, oh, you're the future, blah, 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 one day. And yeah. you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> okay. So last, I'm sorry, so sorry. Last question. Are you going to tell him that he is adopted or what does that process look like for you guys? Oh yeah. Well, again, it's easier with two dads because to everyone else is pretty obvious that he was adopted okay. so it's not gonna have to it's not something that we could hide if we wanted not that we do want to hide it so um yeah we're gonna tell them you know they have lots of nice baby books now to introduce adoption introduce uh gay dads and things like that um yeah so we kind of kind of make it pretty natural starting it off young with you know, little baby book saying you're adopted. This is us. You know, when we got you, we don't have any pictures of you in a baby in a, in a belly because we're two guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't quite work like that. But here you are. We have you. So but like three year olds will say, you know, mommy. You know, why it has you know a mommy and a, a daddy? Um, where, you know, where's my mom, you know, and it's like very straightforward. Right. Right. And we'll say, well, you have two loving daddies that love you very much. And, um, your birth mom, your birth mom, uh, gave you to us as such a special gift. Like that's what you start off with yeah. the beginning. I think what was the agent of the parenting podcast that we had to study? Um, it was like nine years old. Yeah. You the, 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 the kids, especially when you're not trying to hide, when you're open about it, the kids will ask their own questions. Yeah, on so, their own time. On their own time. So, you know, when they're really young, they'll be like, 
other people have a mommy. Why don't I have a mommy? And you don't have to explain like in gross detail sure. um, how it works. But then, you know, by the time they're nine, they can like understand more about society and why, you know, it's uh, it's a lot to raise a baby, especially if they they'll have if, if Oliver will have a little sibling, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this baby's a lot of work. You could see why someone maybe wouldn't want to have the responsibility of taking care of a baby. Yeah. So I think it'll come pretty naturally. Maybe that's hubris from being um, new parents. But um, I think if we're just honest and open about it, that they'll come to us with, with questions as they arise. Just being upfront with them and not lying and not fibbing and all that is the most important with adoption. Kids are smart. They yeah. they know things and they like know when you're feeding them a bullshit, you know? They're like yeah. not buying it. My therapist, I'm I'll be open about this. My therapist said when you walk into Meyer to go grocery shopping and it's you and Phil and the baby, you'll never be looked at the same at Meyer ever again. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I went into Meyer and had the, you know, I had his, um, he was fostering and immediately got looks. And like, I don't usually like get looks at Meyer by any means, you know, I'm just like doing my grocery shopping. And I remember when we went shopping, Phil had him strapped on the him, baby Bjorn. And the uh, baby, yeah, of course. That's, that's Phil's like number one product. Now sponsored by baby Bjorn. <laughs> I wish Phil's, Phil's legit dream. Um, and I think we got like a few looks. Um, I, some people might wonder, like, oh, is that his uncle and the dad? Is that a friend? Are they um brothers? Are they twins? You know, everything under the sun. Phil and I look like it, it is what it is. Like in certain ways, you know, we were both bald with a beard and glasses. Yeah, people say that my students will say that and it's a part of being gay that you know sometimes that happens and you go to the store and it's like almost like a new uncomfortable feeling you've never had before you're wondering what people are thinking are they thinking like oh two gay dads out in the town that's so cute or are you thinking are they thinking like oh I wonder how he's related to him I wonder how they got that baby you know and that's just like interesting you know yeah I hope people are like damn that is a real cute couple with a real cute baby Look at how cracking that baby Bjorn. Damn. Yes. He's a really cute kid. And again, like Phil, Phil loves this. The everyone comes up and they're like, it's, they fully ignore us. Like 100%. They legit care about Oliver. They're like, oh my God. And then we'll say adopted. That kind of gives the clue away a little (laughs) bit more. And then they're like even more overjoyed. And it's really nice actually. So that's the- We've actually really had nothing but- positive experiences we're hoping to adapt again in the future um we would love to give oliver a sibling um we're i'm pretty open about looking at next year hopefully at some point is that okay is that okay to to start the one to start your process the one to three year process (laughs) which it'll probably be in like one to three weeks you guys because you're so damn popular the the most wild thing and i thought this would happen to us is that you could get a baby right away so like you could you could apply you could be on a waiting family list you could get a call while you're at work and they could say there's a baby for you in the hospital at any part any time wow 
So like we could wait for three months or a year and they could be like, hey, you were selected, a birth bomb found your profile, blah, blah, blah. And that happens to people all the time, like all the time. And that's exactly what we thought would happen. We didn't think Facebook is how we'd find a child. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that doesn't, you know, you don't hear many people on Facebook finding kids. Right. Um, Maybe and, a chair or a couch. <laughs> yeah, it was like marketplace, but for a child and... <laughs> Seriously, I was like, you know, what an interesting story. Like, I, I tell Phil, like, we found a child on a social media website that, like, had a, such a random experience in three months, you know? Yeah, that's okay. wild. Thank you guys so much. No, Dude, thank, fun. You. Fun. thank you. Thank well, you. Good. We had, we had a blast. Thanks for sticking with us the past two episodes. That's right. As we wrap up our adoption topic. So just remember that it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong one.